to On Wednesdays, we watch One Tree Hill, the podcast where a bunch of nostalgic millennials sit around and watch a TV show from the early 2000s that they either grew up with or have never seen before in their entire lives. As always, I'm one of your co-hosts, Brody, and with me, as always, is Jesse. Hello. And Caitlin. Hey, and we have new microphones. Yes. Yeah. Like we are finally now. professionals. <laughs> this is the 18th episode, 17th episode, 17th. 17th, 17th episode of this podcast. This is the eighth time that Brody and Jesse and I have sat down to record together. And we finally all have professional microphones. <laughs> we all went, maybe we shouldn't sound like we're talking through a garbage disposal before. <laughs> maybe. I don't know. <laughs> so, I think it's a good upgrade. So, you know. Yeah. Also, thank you all for bearing with us for 16 fucking episodes <laughs> while we got our shit together. Yes. Yes. The content was there. The quality. Well, <laughs> hopefully now the quality will match the uh, quality. The audio will match the quality of the content. There we yeah. go. Love yeah. Love it. So, yeah. Anyway. And on this week's episode, we're going to be talking about season one, episode 17 of One Tree Hill. Titled Spirit in the Night, which is a song by Bruce Springsteen. Oh. I've heard of that guy. I know that guy, yeah. He was just on SNL a few weeks ago. (laughs) True. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah. Um, We're just going to start. Yeah. So we open up with Lucas and Haley hanging out at school. And um, Lucas convinces Haley to go to this big tournament that's going on in Charlotte. Um, it's an overnight trip. And so she's like, yeah, sure. Fine. I'll go. Yeah, great. Twist my arm. And <laughs> then Lucas leaves. Nathan shows up and he tells Haley that um, he finally got his own apartment after being emancipated from Deb and Dan. And she's thrilled for him that he's got his own place. That did not take long. His emancipation. Didn't he just serve them papers like, yeah, like a week ago? A week ago? Yeah. That well, he did served not... some papers a week ago in episode to episode time yeah but it's i mean how long has it been since that like last week's episode and this one like in tree hill time yeah because i will say that's actually a good theory because i feel like a lot of things i feel like it's more than a week from where an episode 16 ended and episode 17 begins yeah i agree It just, it feels like there was a little time and actually there was, um, I just looked it up. Um, episode 16 aired at the beginning of March of 2004 and episode 17 didn't air till the beginning of April in 2004. So it's been a month. Okay. So we'll just call it, we'll just say that it's because of March madness, (laughs) which is basketball, basketball, all the basketball. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, that makes sense in Lucas's like recovery journey and stuff, too, that we I get it. But yeah. Yeah. And so then we cut over to Brooke and the cheerleaders um, in the quad still. And Brooke's just being extra bitchy to everyone. Poor Teresa and Bevan. I mean, my God, Teresa's Teresa's just a punching bag this whole time. And then we finally see Bevan for the first time. And we're all very excited about seeing Bevan. (laughs) Yes. And it's Bevan with a B, Jesse. I hate it. I (laughs) hate it. Let's let's let me make a list of my least favorite names in this television show. Bevan Royal. (laughs) Oh 
my god. And Dan. Uh, yeah. Yeah, so she she kind of just says that she's stressed about Bear Creek winning the classic again for, you know, like the fourth or fifth time in the row. And, you know, the classic's their biggest competition of the year. And Peyton tries to cool Brooke off, Brooke off and, like, you know, tell her to lay off the girls. Like, she knows that she's pissed at Peyton, but she doesn't need to take it out on all the other girls. And Brooke kind of just tells her, it's not about you, Peyton. I just want to win. And the judges aren't as forgiving as I am. And, and Peyton's retort point. was like, I didn't know you to be forgiving, period. Right. And <laughs> I was so like, this is, yeah, this is the point. I'm I'm like 100% sure they're never going to be friends again. I'm like, is this the end of Brooke and Peyton? I don't know if I can be okay with that. I'm getting stressed out here about their friendship. R.I.P. R.I.P. Friendship. R.I.P. to friendship, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Friendship, yeah. And then my favorite is then mouth shows up. We get this is a pretty mouth heavy episode. How how'd you feel about that, Jesse? Minkus lived his best life this week. Holy sure. crap! Mouth did, yeah, yeah. <sighs> mouth and Brooke decides that she's gonna pay mouth to spy on the other cheerleaders at the classic, and he's like, "Uh, you mean you want me to spy on other cheerleaders? I'll do that for free." Yeah, gross. Minkus, make better choices. Like, I mean, he's also a 17-year-old virgin in high school. Like, not surprised. I don't even think the virgin part is relevant. It's just he's no. a 17-year-old yeah. straight boy. That's true. That's very true. That's very <laughs> just be whether or not he's had sex before. Like, that doesn't matter. If Brooke were to go to Nathan and be like, yo, go spy on this team, he'd probably be like, okay. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I just expect more of the press, you know? I feel like they need to be held to higher standards. <laughs> From the band media. From the media, you know? Yeah, you know, because Raven Ho- Raventoops.com, he never misses a game. Yeah. That <sighs> cracked me up. I was like, what a plug. <laughs> what a plug for a website that does not exist. <laughs> God, we need to take our... Did they our never make that? Did they I don't never... think so. I don't think they ever uh, actually did. I'm sure they had it, but I don't think they did. I just went and, like... like I thought that to myself when I was watching this episode and I think I tried to like go to ravenshoops.com like online and nothing came up. Like, like even when I like Googled it, it didn't take me to like a website that is like just empty space. Yeah. Like if they ever, uh, whoever owns the domain for that, like has it like hidden. It's just sitting uh. it. Uh. Yeah. They just like own it and like didn't like they didn't do anything with it. They they just missed some like really good early two thousands like crossover action. You know how like Space Jam still has a website and it's still like you're time traveling back into the nineties. Like it would have been great if One Tree Hill would have been on that on that uh crossover website. Right. Uh business. <laughs> yeah. So then we are done with everybody at the quad because I feel like that entire scene was just like we the camera just pans back and forth at different sections in the quad outside. And then we go into Whitey's office and he asks Lucas to come into his office and Nathan to come into his office. And he informs them both that Lucas is still injured, you know, so but he wants him to work with Nathan to help coach him because, you know, with Lucas not being there, he's going to get double teamed a lot. So he needs to learn <laughs> how to shoot. <laughs> while being double teamed, like Lucas does. 
<laughs> there pause was, for an intermittent they, amount of time for everyone to stop their giggling. There was just they they said double teamed a lot, and then they also said the sentence "Greyhounds suck on D" a lot, and uh, it was a lot of like, "Oh right, <laughs> I am not mature enough for this <laughs> basketball oh. television show." Uh, yeah. Anyway, Whitey was Trixie here though. Because Whitey got Lucas to agree to coach a team member, mm-hmm. and then Lucas walked, and then Nathan walked in, mm-hmm. and Whitey's like, "Hey, hey, hey, hey. And this here is not we the go." First time that Whitey does that this episode, nope. nope. And nope. I love it. Alphabetical order, bitches. Right, <laughs> I love it. Yeah. So then we cut over to uh, the uh, to Karen's cafe, and um, Deb is lamenting to Karen about the fact that Nathan has emancipated himself, and you know, Karen's like, he's hurt, but he'll he'll come around. It'll be fine. It'll be fine. And then Keith comes in for the first time in what seems to be a very long time for mm-hmm. a cup of coffee, and it's kind of awkward. Between him and Karen, he and Deb talk more than he and Karen does until out of the blue, Karen just invites Keith to come over for dinner. Yeah. Yeah. Mend those bridges. Yeah. You got to start somewhere, she said. Yeah. Well, she's taking her own advice because she literally just sat there and told Deb that to give Nathan time and Nathan will forgive her. Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) And then Keith walked in. Yep. And then we get one of the booster moms, who I don't even remember what her name is. I'm going to guess probably just the other person who was there because the actress who played Sherry was probably busy and couldn't do it. So they probably just got this person who, fun fact, um, she's actually, I know her not so much from this show, but she played Scott McCall's mom on Teen Wolf. Yes. And was like a main character in Teen Wolf. I was like, oh, that's Scott's mom. Yeah. I've also never seen that television show. Yeah, that's too scary for you. <laughs> is that it? Is okay. Scary. Yes, yes, yes. Good to know. It's too scary for you, but we I'm, should watch I'm it a, sometime. I'm a baby. <laughs> I know you are. It's fine, honey. That's why we got you on the basketball show. It's fine. <laughs> I don't know. There's lots of car accidents in this TV show. That's also kind of scary. <laughs> Stop sure, it. Sure. Don't, don't. I hate that. Don't give me that look. I hate it so much. Interesting. So what does Scott McCall's mom want? Yeah. So, (laughs) Yeah, back on track here, kids. Sorry. Um, Yeah, Scott's mom comes in and she guilts Karen into being uh, a chaperone for the classic this weekend because one of the parents had to bow out. And so they needed another parent. And she guilts her by, you know, saying, how was Italy? You know, we missed you at the bake sale and the blah, blah, blah. And the other blah, blah, blah. And Karen just says, what time does the bus leave? <laughs> so Karen's going to be a chaperone on the trip, which is, you know, fun times. Then we cut to my least favorite storyline this episode. I hate it so much. I don't want to talk about it, but we have to. Um, because we go to Keith's shop, which it's not Keith's shop anymore. It's Dan's shop. And Dan replaces almost all of Keith's equipment at the shop. And Keith's not happy with all the change. Yeah. And that's literally all that happens. So, yeah, moving on. I prefer the cardboard Dan. I think we should replace real Dan with cardboard Dan and all of his scenes. There we go. It would be a better television show. <laughs> yeah. So then we cut over to the river court where Lucas 
is actually making good on his, um, you know, request from Whitey to uh, help coach Nathan on the art of the fadeaway. We hear the words fadeaway a lot. So much. Right. So and what uh, is fadeaway? Fadeaway is weak. It's, it's <laughs> whatever when, it is. It's weak, it's, according to it's, Nathan. Yeah. It's when you throw the basketball in the general direction of the hoop, you jump up and you throw it. And then when you jump up, you're also moving backwards, which is yeah. why it works when you're being double teamed. And uh, <laughs> yeah, so you can back away from your defense and get the ball over top of them. Please correct me, uh, listener. Uh, that is, I mean, just based how on I understand what basketball. happens later in this episode, I think you described it pretty accurately. Okay. Yep. Yep. But Nathan, Nathan argues and says that, you know, he can just drill it straight to the hole and he'll be just fine. <laughs> Yes. That's what he said. That's what he said. That's exactly <laughs> oh, what he said. I, oh, oh, I'm aware. Thank you. <laughs> Hi, we're 12. All of us. Oh, God. Why all of us? I mean, me and Jesse, because Brody's <laughs> rolling his eyes. <laughs> I'm just, I'm just trying to really channel 2004, Jesse. I mean, I was 14. There you go. I'm yeah. not no. trying to channel. 2004 Caitlin 2021 Caitlin thinks that drill in the hole is funny oh yeah I know it, it's real good it's classic <laughs> anyway moving on again <laughs> to try to stay on some sort of topic here um so we get we then cut to the next day where everybody's leaving for the classic and it turns out um Peyton's dad Larry's home and Papa he's gonna share and Papa Sawyer is gonna also chaperone the trip. Ugh. Were there no basketball dads available? Right, right. I have because no idea that's... because you get at the end of this like like spoiler at the end of the episode. There are a lot of dads hugging a lot of sons when they yeah. all get home, but none of them could seem to go on the trip. Which I mean, they might have had to work. I get that. If Larry's not working, he's home, so he was free. Also. Two chaperones for thirty kids. Yeah, the numbers don't work out there. Well, there's no. well, there's the there's the flaw in Whitey's plan there. Yeah, yeah, there should have been like two chaperones. Like it should have been not a one to one ratio, but it should have been well, like for a this five group, to one ratio. It should have been a one to one. Yeah, literally, yeah. this group should have just been like student chaperone. You're in the same room together. Yeah. Done. Well, We're like, when I went, like when I went on, like. We went on a trip as like when I was in chorus in high school to DC and there were probably 30 to 40 of us. And I want to say that we had, including our chorus teacher, four to six chaperones. Like, yeah, that's about right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that'd so be the about fact right. that, there, <laughs> that there's one chaperone for the boys and one chaperone for the girls is like, y'all were asking for trouble. Yeah, like, well, because the older the kids get, the fewer chaperones you legally need. Uh -huh. So it's like you need two chaperones for every 10 to 12, like 15 to 18 year olds, I think, is how that tends to work out. Yeah. So, yeah, they should have had a lot more. <laughs> yeah, but they didn't. Yeah. It's fine. But they didn't. Just a, a, Car a Karen and a, what is his name? Larry? Larry. Larry. Karen Papa, Larry. Papa, Papa Sawyer. Yep. Yeah, and then we get a really funny and random exchange between Whitey and Brooke about how Brooke has brought too much of this cheerleader crap and yep. it won't fit on the bus. People <laughs> outweigh stuff, Brooke. <laughs> well, then you have to answer to a bunch of pissed off cheerleaders. 
It's so funny. I so, also do it. To add to this, that this is the first time that you that it's really like made apparent that Whitey is not the cheer coach. Yeah, but he is the responsible party for the cheerleaders. Yep, because there is no cheer coach. Yeah, no, I was gonna say no the cheerleaders coach. don't have a coach. No, they have a brook. They have a brook. They have a, a brook. That's it. That's all they got. Yeah. So Nathan, being ever the diplomat um, for this episode, he convinces Whitey to let him drive separately from everybody on the bus, and he can haul all of Brooks' crap in his trunk. And he then convinces Haley, you know, that she should ride with him, and she's like. But I, Lucas was saving me a seat on the bus. And he's like, are you kidding me? Is this third grade? <laughs> and so she goes with Nathan. And that was she not tells a diplomatic Lucas that. move. No, that I, was not. No. I'll say it. No. Yeah. He, no. he just wanted to drive his own car. He didn't want to sit yeah. on a fucking school bus when he has a Mustang. Exactly. Right. Exactly. So, yeah. So Haley tells Lucas that she's going to ride with Nathan. And Lucas is like, yeah, that's fine. Sad face. Yeah. Sad face. I'm surprised Dan let Nathan keep his fancy uh bribery car after he was emancipated i mean he gave it to nathan it's in nathan's name and it's paid for is it in nathan's name i'm sure it is i don't know i assume bribery car was in daddy's name you know it was yeah i'm sure he showed off and was like here you go son it's your car hey we all know Dan's not that smart, so right. I believe it. Exactly. exactly, exactly. So then we um, skip the bus ride completely, thank God, because that's not yep. fun at all. And then we get straight to the room assignments, and uh, Lucas and Nathan find out they're uh, sharing a room because Whitey assigned <laughs> the rooms alphabetically. No switching. It's <laughs> He assigned them alphabetically for the boys. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Not for because the girls, for the boys. Brooke and Peyton are also rooming together. And Davis and Sawyer are nowhere near each other in the alphabet. <laughs> Brooke and Peyton are not either. So nope. Nope. <laughs> nope. So Whitey intentionally assigned rooms for the boys oh, yeah. in alphabetical order. So right? Nathan and Lucas would have, have to be forced just, yeah. to room together. Well, and Jake Jake is right next door. And Jay is nowhere near a D or an S at all. So like... Why does this just keep sounding dirtier and dirtier? A J is nowhere near a D or an S or a P. Yeah, you know. (laughs) Also, who the fuck? And this is so now now I'm going into. I used to work at a hotel mode because I did and I worked front desk at a hotel. And whenever we had groups like come in and we had like room assignments like that, that was something that you worked on with the person who was booking the room block who the fuck at that hotel went, yeah, let's give three high schoolers, four high schoolers, opposite sex high schoolers, connecting a con- rooms. A connected, yep. Because yep. that's the thing with this is these layouts of like, like the people who work at hotels, like especially for people who do group blocks like that, they have the floor plan of the hotel, like a printout of it in their office that mm-hmm. they probably sent it to Whitey. And we're like, hey, give us your rooming list. We'll assign everything. Who the fuck got Whitey's rooming list and put and went, yeah, let's put Jake Jagielski next to Peyton Sawyer and Brooke Davis in a connecting room? Yep. Like, like that's a fucking lawsuit waiting to happen. Oh, yeah. Because like, you know what anyone could have predicted? 
you know what's going to happen? That high school boy is going to burst through that connecting that connecting door humming porno music. You Just know? as he did. Just like he did. Anyone <laughs> could have predicted that scenario. Anyone. Yeah. So, yeah. So, even I mean, sweet it's... Jake Jake. Like, even, even sweet Jake Jake can do this. Father of the year, Jake Jake, can burst through the door. Jake's was a little more endearing and a little less creepy. Like, if Tim had done it, it'd be creepy as hell. Oh, no. If if shitty Tim would have done that, I would have filed a lawsuit. I don't care. I would have immediately filed a lawsuit. I would have immediately filed a restraining order. I mean, shitty Tim does enough this episode, so, you know, hey. But, yeah, so... Yeah, so Lucas and Nathan really aren't having fun cohabitating. Like, it involves music and a TV, and it's fine. Neither are Peyton and Brooke, but thankfully, Peyton's thankful about the fact that, yeah, Jake Jake has the adjoining room next to them. So, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And she just, like, runs through that connecting door and flops down on his bed and really makes herself at home, you know? Like... Yeah. Hey, it's it's Jake Jake. She's it's, comfortable with Jake it's Jake. Jake Jake. He's a dad. There's well, I mean, that's the thing. You can, I can imagine. I mean, because the whole movie and pizza thing was a month ago. So in high school years, that's like, yeah, a long time. And I'm sure they've like, you know, T9 and called each other on the phone constantly. <laughs> What what was the was there MySpace messaging? What happened with MySpace? Oh, probably. Oh, I definitely there was probably a MySpace message in there too. Yeah, they're probably in each other's top nine right now. It's fine. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. It was yeah. top eight, <laughs> not top nine. Was it? Oh, okay. Yeah, it stopped at eight. Oops. But anyway, <laughs> I'm a fraud. It's fine. You it's clearly fine. were not in middle school in 2004. But I was. <laughs> I know. I'm kidding. <laughs> Anyway, yeah. So Brooke, as as Peyton is in Jake's room, Brooke freaks out and calls Peyton back into the room. And all the cheerleaders are there. And she says, we have a crisis. Bear Creek and the demoness Claire, who is the cheer captain from Bear Creek, they're down in the lobby and we need to make an appearance. So they all go down there and they have like, literally, it's a scene from Bring It On. It really is. It just is a scene from Bring It On. Like, I'm surprised no one said, oh, it's already been brought in. Yeah, like, no, at at some point I wrote down, this is like, bring it on, but shitty. Like (laughs) I was cringing so hard at these cheerleading scenes. I like they're not, they're not great. I mean, they're they're not great. No, I wouldn't even go as far as good. They're bad. (laughs) Yeah, I I just love to see bitchy Brooke. That's what I love. So, you know, I'm here for it. I don't yeah, know this is this is it. also when I started going. Hmm, I wonder who they're sponsored by as they're walking through the lobby. You mean secret? Run- In fact, they secret let- sparkle called- classic. Yeah, called- they call out one of the girls for having stinky pits and throw a deodorant stick at her head. Yep, yep. <laughs> was that Bevan? Does Bevan nope. have smelly nope. armpits? Nope, that was Teresa. Teresa is the one who needed to shave her pits and get them a little less smelly, is what Brooke said. It's oh, like Brooke. God. God damn it. <laughs> yeah. And so then we cut to Nathan sneaking Haley into his room to make out. And she's like, no, I'm late to go have pizza with Lucas. And Lucas actually catches them. And he kind of storms out and she runs after him. And he's sad, but he he tells her, you know, go, go, go be with Nathan. And he walks off. And so I, would, I wouldn't say walk. He skulks off. Oh, yeah. 
Yeah. There's and, skulks as well as someone who's six foot four can skulk. Yep. Exactly. Is exactly. Six four. Yep. He's a he's tall boy. Very tall. He's, he's like six two, six four, somewhere in that range. Yeah. Lucas and Nathan are both very tall. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then they cut to Karen in her hotel room and she's calling Keith to cancel their dinner because, you know, Karen's in Charlotte now. And, you know, Keith's like, yeah, that that's that's totally fine. I was going to probably have to cancel anyways. While we're looking at Keith trying on brand new shirts to help oh. impress Karen. And it's the shirt tag. Oh, so sad. Oh, it was so sad. I know. I know. So then we cut to probably one of my favorite scenes. There's a lot of favorite scenes in this episode, but it's um, Tim trying to convince everybody that, you know, we should all sneak out after curfew. And Brooke goes ham on him and says, (laughs) if you go near any of my cheerleaders, I will kill you. (laughs) And yeah. And we find out that, um, well, and I and I don't think we mentioned it before, but Brooke, like the entire episode before this, is like ragging on Teresa hardcore about a pimple that she's got in the middle of her forehead. Well, it turns out Teresa didn't have a pimple. Teresa's got chicken pox. <laughs> <laughs> yup. So t- Teresa's like, oh, I'm too sick. I can't do it. Darn, she's really upset. Yeah. Because Brooke. She literally being- says, thank God, and walks away. <laughs> yep. And this is where Ben chimed in and got really concerned about her health because I guess it's really bad when like older people get chicken pox. Like oh. it gets really bad. <laughs> like when adults and teenage like teenagers get chicken pox. He was just very concerned about her health. He's like, she's not okay. Well, she she's might have died really because <laughs> I don't know if you really hear much out of Teresa after this. <laughs> she episode, died of the honest. chicken pox. No. I mean, I could be wrong. She might show up randomly, but I'm pretty she's sure in, now that Bevan's she's in a couple in the picture, more episodes. Like she, she and Bevan are the only two cheerleaders other than Brooke and Peyton that get names. Yeah, she's yeah. like she's she comes up here and there again and again. Does she? Okay, so she didn't yeah. die the chicken pox. She doesn't become as much of a recurring character as Bevan does. Nope. But yeah. she does like get name recognition and scenes later on there we go all right so yeah so with Teresa getting the chicken pox um we immediately then cut to Peyton convincing Haley to join the cheerleading squad for the classic because Brooks routine is for 10 people and if they can't have 10 people they can't compete they have to forfeit and it's sad and Brooks really sad about it and Peyton wants to fix this for Brooke because this means a lot to Brooke and Peyton's trying to fix things with Brooke. So she convinces Haley. Yes, you should join the cheerleading squad for the weekend. Please, please, please. Thank you so much. You owe me because I made you those shitty flyers for that open mic night that Gavin DeGraw crashed. Yeah. She, she kind of manipulates her into it. She's like, yeah. you know, I'm just trying to fix things with my best friend. Do you know how that is? And she's like, Oh, things are really bad with me and Lucas right now. I suppose I get that. You know, Nope. But this is also where I I had a, oh, Haley is me, I am Haley moment. Because she goes, I can't. I almost drowned in the ball pit at Chuck E. Cheese's. I'm like, yeah, same Haley. What's up? <laughs> oh I don't know how God. I missed her saying that. Like, uh, yep. She did. She did. I hated did. the ball pit for so long. They were so hard to move through. I thought I was going to die. <laughs> 
Oh boy, yeah. And then we cut back over to my least favorite storyline, which is Keith and Dan argue some more about the shop. Period. That's all they do. That's, that's no, all I'm going to give it to. Not period. Because Dan goes, Keith, if you would have gone to college, maybe you would make more money. Ugh. You dropped out, Dan! Like, sorry if that peaked. I tried to back up, but... Nope, you're good. Ah! Yep. Dan! You also w- did yeah. not go to college. You were in college long enough to knock up a new a girl and then have your mommy lie for you. So you didn't have to play basketball no more. You did not go to college, Dan. Uh. <laughs> That's all. Well, I guess I ended that segment a little too early then, didn't I? I had feelings. That's all right. You're allowed to have feelings. <laughs> you're, you're allowed to have those feelings. Your feelings fine, are honey. valid. They are. They're very valid. Anywho, then we cut over to... Karen and Larry chaperones extraordinaire where they're like, it's eight 30. Everyone's in their rooms. It's great. I think we've got this all under control. We'll check back at like 10 o'clock. Right. Yeah. We'll do that. As they literally walk out of the shot, every single door to these block of rooms in this hallway opens up. Every single kid peeks their head out and they all run out. Yeah. Just the campiest thing I've ever seen. Like I wanted yakety sax to be playing underneath it. (laughs) (laughs) like that's all we needed there (laughs) yep yeah and then we cut to what's even funnier about this is as as she brings up later in the episode not 10 minutes from now karen used to be a cheerleader yeah karen knows what the fuck happens at classic weekend Uh uh-huh she (laughs) yep yep Girl. <laughs> I know. Karen is the worst chaperone ever. Yeah. The worst chaperone. Because literally, yeah, the next scene is Karen knocking on Brooke's door and having a really nice little heart to heart with Brooke. And she says she's sorry about ha- what happened between Brooke and Lucas. And she tells her that, you know, her and Peyton, they'll eventually work it out. It'll be fine. You know, it just, it'll take some time. And then Peyton busts in the room at that very moment with Haley and tells her that, Hey, I found our replacement for the chicken pox infested Teresa Haley. And Brooke's like, no, 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 that won't work. That won't work at all. Like she, she can't do it. She can't do it. And Haley's like, yeah, I apologize for my two left feet. I'm sorry. (laughs) But they convince her that it'll work. They just have to rehearse all night. And then Brooke goes on this tirade of, I need all this black coffee. Sleep is our enemy. We will figure this out. And nobody better suck. <laughs> Pretty much. Great. But so, not before. She's like, but there's a curfew. And we'd have to do this all night. And Karen <laughs> is like, I was never here. <laughs> the worst the chaperone, worst chaperone. ever. <laughs> yep. Yep. Uh, so then Brooke, Peyton, and Haley come down to get the rest of the cheerleaders because all of the boys and the girls were trying to sneak out of the hotel. And Tim is trying to mack on the cheerleaders again. And Brooke, again, puts the hammer down on him, which is hilarious. And so the girls all go back inside because they have to rehearse. And the boys are like, well, what are we going to do? Where are we going to go? And Tim's like, I know a place. It's a strip club. 
Yeah, it's Tim. a strip club. Everyone give me 10 bucks. I'll grease the bouncer and we'll get in. And they're like, yeah, then I'll give him the 10 bucks to let us in. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, and so God. then we get another bring it on moment because the girls are rehearsing. It's not going super well. And Bear Creek shows up and we have another bring it on bash between Claire and Brooke. Oh. <laughs> and it's just, they, it's, yeah. Say spirit fingers. They. Uh-huh. They acknowledge oh, no, it. They say they jazz fingers. They don't jazz. Say you're fingers. right. Yeah, yeah they, they say, say jazz, jazz fingers, which jazz. somehow is worse. It's right? so much worse. Right. And okay, so this Claire girl is 50, right? Like she is incredibly old, right? Well, apparently she's one choreographer. I think they said like five years in a five row. Years and there's only her. four years in high school. So, um, <laughs> sweetie. Plus middle school gets to compete too, which. I don't think that'd be the case, but, you know, hey. I mean, but at one point, like, Haley was like, haven't you guys lost every year since grade school? Oh, that's so, true. That's true. I feel like there's probably, like, a junior competition. Probably. Okay, we'll say that then. <laughs> but it's just, oh, my God. And then we get, honestly, this is my favorite moment of the episode, is when Mouth just shows up and reports on his findings to Brooke. About and Jesse is sure for a minute Minkus is about to join the squad. Hundred <laughs> percent. Oh God, yeah. Um, so then Mouth informs Brooke that Bear Creek's moves are actually that good, and then he proceeds to literally reenact their entire routine move for move. Uh, and it's not that good. It's no, it's not. Good. No, it's not that good. But the fact that he just did that was yeah amazing and like, hilarious. Yeah, the, the moves look like this, the, 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 you know, yeah, like, and the shimmy shimmy, and then the and then the butt wiggle and the hair flick. It's like, oh my god, there you go, mouth. <laughs> Get it, mouth. Uh... Yeah, <laughs> and so Brooke's feeling really down about the whole thing because you know Bear Creek's moves. Apparently, they look good, and you know they're not going to get it done in time. And Peyton. Like, does this whole girl power empowering Brooke to redo the routine because she's the best choreographer that she knows. And um, the other fact that's bad is the fact that uh, it's like three other squads are using the same music that the Ravens are. So Peyton's like, you handle the moves. I'll handle the music. We'll be fine. So was Peyton not in charge of the music all along? That is because Brooke was mad at her. Exactly. But like this, they didn't just come up with this routine. They haven't been performing routines for this classic or whatever just in the last four weeks since they've been mad at each other. Like, it's Peyton with all the imported, ripped, you know, burnt CDs. Like, how is she not in charge of music? <laughs> Delegate, Brooke. Delegate. Yeah. Well, which, you know. To be honest, it's yeah. probably not something that she does, which is probably why Peyton has never been involved in the music before. Yeah, I was about to say, I think Brooke is so much of a control freak when it comes to the cheerleading squad that nobody else can be in charge of anything else except Brooke. Yeah, that's how Brooke likes it. Did we miss the part where Brooke said she wanted to pull a Tanya Harding? On, nope, that, on... that, that was that point where, where Peyton was talking <laughs> her off the ledge. Yeah, she was like, yeah, we're just going to have to pull a Tanya Harding. I'm just going to have to sneak into Claire's room, pull a Tanya Harding on her and break her legs. It's fine. Yep. Hit her in the knee with a big stick. Right. <laughs> It's so good. It's so good. Uh, yeah. So then 
we cut back to the basketball boys who end up getting into the the, the strip club. And Jake, uh, Jake and Lucas, you know, take a little table in the corner and, and they kind of have their own little personal datey date where Jake, you know, laments to Lucas about, you know, the fact that Jenny's mother's in town and that he's worried about it. But, you know, Lucas has no <laughs> idea who's, who, who Jenny's mom is. And Jake has no idea that Lucas hooked up with Jenny's mom. Woof. I just fucking woof. Woof, indeed. Like, that is one of those things that, like, it's painful to watch as a viewer just because we know that Jake doesn't know and that Lucas doesn't know. Yeah. That when they both find out, it's not going to be good. No, no, no. no. Or, you know, they only know her really is, you know, bar whore, which is what Brooks now called her. (laughs) She's bar whore. So. You know, no. there's that. There's that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Jake Jake's then, like, I don't want to talk about it. And I'm yeah. like, you should talk about it. You should, right now, with this person, you should talk about it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And then um, then the conversation turns to Haley. And Jake, still, Jake tells Lucas that if, you know, Haley finds something good in Nathan to be with him, then he can't be all that bad. And Lucas just needs to learn to figure that out, find the good in Nathan and suck it up. Cause it seems like Haley and Nathan aren't going anywhere anytime soon. And then the whole thing takes a turn because the boys are all excited. They got their singles out ready for the strip club. And then the next thing you know, you hear a bunch of girls going, woo. Cause it's ladies night. Ladies and then, night. And then you have a bunch of male strippers come on stage, rip their pants off, and everyone is mortified. <laughs> it's so good. Oh. And that's why the bouncer took Tim's money. Yep. yep. Tim. The bouncer was like, you know what? It's been a minute since I've had dinner and a show. <laughs> uh, yeah. So then we cut over to the girls again, and they're actually they're getting the routine together with it and it's kind of working out it seems like with with mouth's help because mouth is helping just as much as brooke is with the choreography and getting all the stuff done you know because it's it's hilarious like Haley, you do a diagonal she's like what's a diagonal and mouth just bam automatically (laughs) with the diagonal he's got it he's got it it's so good so good then we cut to the boys leaving the strip club obviously and the rest of the boys are getting ready to go back to the hotel but nathan wants to go check out the gym and lucas decides to go with him and in the dark gym, they kind of have a good conversation. They, I, I don't want to say they bonded, but they talked and they didn't argue as much. And it was more like a human conversation between two people who can actually stand to be in the same room with each other. I think I blacked out during this scene. I don't remember this at all. Oh. I have a, I have a North Carolina geography hot take for this scene. There yes. we go. Have that. Have it on me. So. Yes, they're having this really nice heart-to-heart and everything about, you know, the gym and blah, blah, blah. And they, like, have, like, a real conversation. But I couldn't focus on the real conversation because I was too focused on the fact that they were still in Wilmington. Because the vigil, like, not the vigil, the the mascot on the floor, that's the UNC Wilmington Seahawks. (laughs) So... (laughs) Anybody who was watching this show and was from North Carolina was watching this scene going, wait a minute. Because the Secret Sparkle Classic in Charlotte, North Carolina, four hours away, 
is also <laughs> still in Wilmington. Somehow. <laughs> I died because I don't think I've ever caught it before. Yeah. And then I was sitting here watching it for this TV show with the sole purpose of like, yes, I need to pay attention and take notes. And I was like, hold on. <laughs> they're they're at the college three miles down the road from the studio where they film. <laughs> and by the way, Charlotte is also four and a half hours from Wilmington. So I would like to know how Teresa got home. Like, <laughs> I've been waiting to bring that up as well. Because <laughs> Oh, I'm pretty sure what probably happened is Teresa got quarantined in her own hotel room yep. for the time being. That's that's how that goes. That's well, then that what, happens. takes the school bus back to school with all these people? I right? Mean, yeah. Exactly. So, yeah. Then then we get another one of my favorite scenes, which we cut to then. Mouth and the cheerleaders are in the hot tub. <laughs> and Mouth is having the time of his life. The best life. Just Yeah. Like, get it, Mouth. Get it, Mouth. Come on. Minkus. Oh, my God. Mouth, Just, Jesse. Mouth. I won't. I can't. You will. I won't. I can't. (laughs) You will. One day you will. Um, Yeah. So they're all in the hot tub. And then Peyton brings out Haley in her full cheerleading outfit regalia. And Brooke is like, Tudor girl, you clean up nice. Now get your swimsuits on and get in the tub. Both of you with this like little glimmer of hope of like, oh, my God, she's actually talking to Peyton. Like maybe just maybe they'll be friends again. Maybe fingers crossed, but they don't get to go in the hot tub because Nathan and the rest of the boys show up and Nathan really likes what he sees with Haley and the cheerleading outfit. But you want to know who really doesn't like it at all? Lucas. Lucas. Shitty Lucas. (laughs) Shitty Lucas. I wouldn't Uh, go that far, but okay. Lucas, he's, he's, he's kind of a Debbie Downer with it. And, you know, she, yeah, Haley's she having none of it though. Squad Supreme. She really Best is, but Haley is having none of it. She totally calls him out. She's like, "Your last two girlfriends were cheerleaders." So yeah, then the boys crash the hot tub party, and so now all of them are in the pool and they're having a lot of fun, and it's super fun. And Until <laughs> Lucas turns around and sees Whitey. Whitey and his PJs. Whitey and his PJs. No, I had a I had a moment where Nathan got pushed into the pool. Shitty Tim like tackles him uh-huh. into the pool. And I'm like, but his cell phone. And I'm like, he probably doesn't have that in his pocket right now. I had that exact same thought. I was like, they'd be <laughs> fucked if this was 2020 because yeah, they'd, nobody, be, nobody they'd all be going anybody. up to their rooms and running to put their phones in rice. Like, right? <laughs> yep. nobody, nobody pushes anybody in the pool that they like anymore at this point. No. Unless they ask like, is your phone? Where's your phone? Like, yeah. you good? Are you good? Nothing, nothing. Get Ed, yeah. getting, get wet. Okay, great, good. Then you push. Like, that's that always part happen. of the bit now. Like, bro, yeah. do you have your phone? And if yeah. the answer is no, you push him in. Exactly. Like, that's, that's part of the bit. Exactly. Part of the bit now. Yeah, but Whitey, Whitey shows up in, in his PJs and he, <laughs> he he ain't happy. He ain't happy one bit. Then we cut to Whitey. It, what it seems like Whitey chewing out the kids for their bad behavior. When it turns out it's not the kids, it's Karen and Larry. (laughs) My favorite part about this whole thing is that for Whitey to, because it's probably what, midnight at this point? Probably. Whitey was, not only was Whitey awake, but Whitey had the foresight 
to go and check behind his chaperones uh-huh. to see if they were doing their job. Because I feel like this is my my headcanon of what happened is Whitey was laying in bed thinking about the game and then like reminiscing back on, you know, the about like past years that they've come and they've done this. And all of a sudden it hits him that his that one of his chaperones <laughs> used to be a cheerleader for the team and that. She's probably not doing a very good job. And so he's like, you know what? I'm going to take a walk. <laughs> yeah. And just yep. make sure that my chaperones are doing their job. Yep. And yeah. it's a good thing he did. <laughs> I like to think that he heard a ruckus in the pool. I like to think that Whitey sprung for like a poolside suite or something. But and it was he heard an of, indoor pool. Yeah, you can have those. Like his room opened up onto a, a balcony or a hallway that looked down on the pool or whatever. And he just heard a ruckus and had to investigate in his gym <laughs> in his gym jams. Just like <laughs> this is so good. Yeah. And then we then cut to Lucas and Nathan again in their hotel room. Lucas is trying to sleep. Nathan's not sleeping because he's like, if I sleep, I'll silver sleep and then I'll be worthless for the game. And then he proceeds to call out Lucas for being mean to Haley about everything because he kind of says she's still the same person. She's just with me. That's the only thing that's changed. So figure it out, dude. Pretty much. Yeah. Which fair, fair. (laughs) I really liked the scene for a lot of reasons. Number one is that like they're finally getting to be brothers. Right. I love like, the comment. Between this yeah. scene where like Lucas is like brothers who have to share a room specifically. Because like between this scene where it's like Nathan is clearly doesn't give a shit and is going to do whatever he wants and his older brother is like, ugh. <laughs> and yep. yeah. Number two, just the fact that it's like Yes, we we as viewers know that Nathan really cares about Haley, but like this is the first time that Lucas has gotten to see it because Nathan acknowledges that he's paying attention. Yeah. And that Haley has told him what's going on and how sad she is, and Nathan's standing up for her to his yep. be- to her best friend who also happens to be his big brother. Yeah. Yeah. I will say one of my favorite lines was Lucas said, "I always wanted a little brother." And then I found out about you, and I got over that real quick. Yep, I know. But also, I'm like sitting here going, those games have a mute button. Nathan's just being an asshole here. (laughs) Yep. Yep. Oh, facts. Just just put it on mute there, Nathan boy. Nope. 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 He refuses. So then we cut to the secret sparkle classic. Yep. 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 And so then we go right into Bear Creek doing their performance and they're good. They're good. And they literally call out the Ravens by name in their cheer about how the Ravens suck. Don't the Ravens do that too? They were doing that in their practice. No. No? Okay. Nope. Nope. Bear Creek's the only one that stoops that low. And yeah. So before, so yeah, so they're good. It's fine. Before the Ravens go on, Brooke, thanks Peyton for all she did for the classic. And, you know, Peyton's like, well, 
I did it for you because it means a lot to you. And the girls do their routine. They do it very well. It's a very fun routine with some cool music, which is a remix of Kung Fu Fighting, which is very funny. I um, hated the whole thing. Yes. I hated all of it. <laughs> I hated, I no, hated my the favorite, music. My favorite thing was Mouth doing the moves <laughs> in the stands. It's my favorite. Get it, Mouth. Get it, Mouth. Uh, I hated He's so the invested. music. The the remix was so slow, and and they finished and they were doing their little pointy point at on the ground at the judges and I'm like God, this better not win. If they win, they Bear Creek was doing basket tosses. They were doing their like cute little dance moms like whoop, you know, like just you know. I think no. that's the difference between having stunt performers and having the actors do the routine. <laughs> Right. Yeah. No. So yeah. <laughs> but also, yeah. Also, during the scene, now watching it, seventeen years later, all I could think was, uh, the cheer coach from Navarro is rolling somewhere because of yep. how bad all of these routines are. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Anyway. Uh, yeah. Ben pointed so- out the really bad green screen during this scene as well when they're like close up on the the like raven's huddle it's um pretty gnarly i don't know what's going on there but it looks like green screen yeah yeah i didn't either lovely so yeah so they finish the routine and Haley literally runs past lucas to nathan to hug him after the competition which also somehow rubs lucas the wrong way again because Lucas is just being salty this time. He's just, we're just going to call him a salt. Like today, it's fine. It's fine. <laughs> Whatever. And so at the award ceremony, Bear Creek, of course, wins the competition for the fifth year in the row. Thank you to the triple senior that's Claire. <laughs> Whatever. It's her third year. It's fine. Um, but Brooke actually wins best choreography. And again, that can't be right. That just <laughs> that can't be right. No, I I love Brooke as much as the next person, but that can't be right. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So, yeah, that happens. So then we cut to Lucas coming to Haley's room and he apologizes to her for being such a jerk about everything. And she forgives him. And she's like, well, you're sitting with me at the basketball game, right? He's like, yeah, of course, of course, of course. So then we cut to the basketball game and we have a little bit of a basketball montage. And she punches Lucas. She punches Lucas in his bad shoulder with all of the her newfound cheerleading muscles. And he's like, oh, ow. That's that. I just it was very funny. It It was was adorable. It was adorable. Good. Yeah. And so then we. Yeah, so we're at the basketball game, and Nathan actually takes Lucas's advice on the fadeaway and does the fadeaway to win the game. And Haley jabs at Lucas that he was rooting for Nathan, and Lucas is like, no, he was rooting for the team. He wasn't rooting for Nathan. It's fine. It's <laughs> fine. Why is Lucas not on the bench? Why? He's not off the team. He's just yeah. on the injured list. Why is he needed- not... Because they in, needed him to sit next to Haley. But but okay, that's fine. But then why is he wearing red? Aren't they playing against a team whose <laughs> color is red? That's true. Why? That's true. That's, well, that's the thing. That's the thing, too, with these shows. That, like, I've seen so many times with everybody who 
comes to these basketball games. Like I remember small town basketball games, like in my hometown, you wear your school colors. You wear like ours were blue and white. Like you wore your blue and white to the games. You didn't not wear blue and white unless you had no other option. You wore your blue and gold. You stole someone's fucking Jersey. Yep. You, yeah, no, everyone had school merch. And if you didn't have school merch, you at least had like a scrunchie or a headband or something, you know, like, yeah. Yeah. They're just in street clothes and not wearing any kind of like tree hill. Yeah. Merchandise. I'm like, really? Okay. Especially on the road like this, when there's lots of teams playing. Exactly. Don't you have to represent? Yeah. yeah. I feel like that's something Whitey would like insist Demand. upon. Demand. Yeah. 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 But um, yeah, then we get to, <laughs> again, the whole Keith Dan storyline that's like the what D or F plot of this episode. <laughs> um, I'm giving it an F because I hate it so much. But um, yeah, Keith has enough after Dan scolds them on, you know, playing basketball on their break. And Dan just or Keith just decides, you know what? I quit. I quit. I'm done. You win, Danny. I'm done. Bye. Sayonara. And so he quits. Then then we cut to everyone getting back home from the classic in the tournament. And Brooke, in a very non-Brooke way, thanks Mouth for all that he did. And she's super sweet and nice to Haley and thanks Haley and actually calls Haley by her actual name, no tutor girl, no nothing. It's Haley. And then we go to Nathan, who's actually talking to Lucas and they're nice to one another. Yeah. And Haley's shocked about it. And Lucas is super nice and he's accepting of Haley and Nathan being together. And he says, I'll see you guys later, as in both of them. Yeah. It's like, oh, they're things together. Are, things are. Yeah, mm-hmm. things are getting a little better. Look it up, right? Ben, ben had Whitey's so many questions. Plan to make them like each other uh, kind of worked. Trixie right? Whitey, Trixie right? Whitey. What did um, Ben have to say? Ben Ben wants to know. Had so many questions. Like, are like are Broken Minkus going to get together? Is he gay? Like, so many questions about this French, this budding friendship we are seeing. Tune in next time for another. Tune in next time to find out. What happens with Mouth and Brooke? <laughs> so, yeah, then we then Lucas actually walks over to Peyton and they both are observing their parents and they realize that their parents are flirting with each other. Hardcore. And they're both a little mortified by it. They're visibly but I uncomfortable. Think, yeah, they're both yeah. visibly uncomfortable. Yeah. Yep. yep. I was too. But you want to know who's even more uncomfortable than they are? Brooke. See the two of them together. They're friends again. And yeah. And so Brooke or Peyton goes over to talk to Brooke and Brooke pretty much just lays out to Peyton that, you know, she's still mad at Peyton for what happened. And she's thankful for everything that she did for her for the classic this weekend, but they're not friends anymore. And Peyton tells her, well, you may not be friends with me, but I'm still a friend to you and I'm going to prove it to you. So, Peyton's not giving up on the friendship. Brooke is, but Peyton's not. Yeah. Then we then we go to Keith coming to the cafe to find Karen with Larry. Larry Sawyer. And it's really awkward for, for our man Keith here. 
Like so much, he kind of hightails it out of there and lies about the fact that, oh, I've got stuff to do. I need to go. Okay, thanks. Bye. It also just makes me so sad, too, because you know that all Keith wanted to do was go talk to his best friend and mm-hmm. tell her what a shitty day he just had. Yep. Mm-hmm. yep. And, and he... really how shitty his weekend has been. Yep. And yep. she's busy. With Larry. With another man. Like, oh, devastating. Named Larry. Larry. I hate it. Yep. Papa Sawyer forever. <laughs> Is Larry also on that list of names you can't stand? Yeah, I think it might be. You know? Does it go above or below Bevan and Royal? Oh, God, below. Those are so <laughs> bad. <laughs> there we go. So then we get, of course, our what it seems to be now the recurring pattern. I think they've kind of figured out their flow in this show finally. So we have like montage moments at the very end of every episode. So here's the montage moments that happen um, over music. It happens every week. Um, Keith leaves the garage for the last time and leaves his keys in the Dropbox. With his stuff, and he's he's you know leaving the garage for the last time. Mm-hmm. Brooke is admiring her brand new choreography trophy, and there's a picture of her and Lucas and Peyton on her mirror, which she promptly takes down and rips off Lucas's body and head off the picture. And I celebrated, and I'm like, yes, girl, forget and the boy, girl then, friendships. And then she rips off Peyton of the picture as well. And then I stop celebrating. Yep. <laughs> it yeah. was a feminist moment for about half a second. Yep. I was very happy. Until it wasn't. Until it wasn't. Yep. Till it's just poor Brooke still being brokenhearted. And then we get to Lucas to the river court and he shoots his first basket. And it's painful, like Nathan said it would be. Um, which I guess I don't know if we actually even talked about that. Um, that whenever they had their little heart to heart in the gym that wasn't actually in Charlotte. Um <laughs> Lucas asked him or they, they talked about, you know, playing through the pain and things like that. And Nathan said he messed up his elbow a couple of years ago. And Lucas was like, how do you get past it? And he says, you don't, you just play through the pain and then you eventually learn to deal with it. And then the pain stops. So just start playing again, I which is not the best advice ever, no. but that's what Lucas is starting to do. He's going to start to try to play through the pain to fix his shoulder and play basketball. Cause that's all he wants. That's all he wants. Yeah. But that's so, how you ruin your shoulder. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 That's why Nathan's not a medical doctor. <laughs> <laughs> Nathan's got MD. I'm smelling a spinoff. <laughs> oh God. Oh boy. Yeah. Yeah. Basketball player by day. Doctor by night. <laughs> It's actually plot twist. It's actually a doozy Doogie Hauser spinoff, not a One Tree Hill spinoff. (laughs) Oh God. (laughs) Anyway, so then the very last scene is literally Nathan coming home to an empty apartment, which is his apartment now. You missed Whitey being very happy about his 500 wins. (gasps) That was that was the other one. Yep, yep. Yeah, Whitey's very happy. They put it on the sign out front. Congratulations on your 500th win, Coach Durham. He's very happy. He's a very happy camper. Yeah. And then the episode ends. So many sad people all alone Mm -hmm. with no parents. Nope. (laughs) No parents whatsoever. But also it it made me sad for Whitey because this was his 500 win and Camilla wasn't there. Yeah. 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 Like that was a different kind of alone. That just looks like. 
That yep. wasn't a that wasn't necessarily a sad alone. That was a like a happy, like proud of himself, bittersweet alone. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So what did we think of the episode? Did we like the episode? I did. I like that they got to be teenagers in this episode. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like this was just a very teenagery classic high school experience episode because granted yes I did not play sports in high school but like I mentioned earlier when we were talking like I was in choir we did take a field trip like out of state like stayed in hotel overnight and the the shit that went down on this field trip essentially was very similar to the things that I experienced in high school granted nobody snuck out and went to a fucking strip club but no, like, but there were yeah. shenanigans, yeah. right? Like, yeah, there were shenanigans. So I just, you know, I, I appreciated that they got to be teenagers. Yeah, it's a very fun, lighthearted episode that still does progress our plot forward with things, especially with Keith and Dan and Lucas, Nathan and Haley. Mm-hmm. And even with Brooke and Peyton a little bit, because there's that little glimmer of hope that you kind of see that then gets squashed at the end, but it's, it's, it's still there. I think it's still there. Yeah. No, I like this episode. I thought it was a lot of fun. There are a lot of parts that I just like, I couldn't, you know, there were like, just with Dan, it's like, Dan, this is not your episode. Why are you still here ruining everything? You know, I do. That's his entire role (sighs) for nine seasons. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Great. I can't wait. I'm so excited. (laughs) For this journey we're on. Nine seasons of Dan (laughs) being hot fucking garbage. God. Does he get a haircut anytime? He's getting a little shaggy. He's getting a little shaggy. He gets one haircut in the entire series and then it grows out again. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Like, I'm thinking about it now and I'm like, there's one point in this show when his hair is shorter than it currently is. Yeah. And then it grows back out and just stays. Great. Super. Can't wait. Yep. No, I don't know. I had fun. I, uh, let's see. What are my notes? I don't know. It was a good episode. It was nice to, like, not be elbow deep in divorce drama, in uh, Lucas being a shitty person drama. That was, like, hinting in the background a little bit. He's like, hello. And we're like, no, not your turn yet. You know, like... I had fun. I'm yeah. not a I'm not a fan of Karen and Papa Sawyer. He needs to back up. That's Keith I think lady. he kind of knows that too. Yeah, a little yeah. bit. Like already, I think he kind of realizes it. Like even when like Keith walked into the fucking diner and she's sitting there with Larry. Like Larry, you can tell well, that Larry's like Larry's should... like, oh no. Oh. What have I gotten myself into here? Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 So, yeah. I I like this episode. It's fun. It's, you know, not a lot of stuff really happens, but it's just little plot things that just kind of nudge it forward. But you need an episode like this after some of the episodes we've had lately, which has just been like, yeah. oh, my God, so much drama and so much crap that it's like we need some fun. I agree. So, yeah. Cool. 
Anyway, all right, that's going to do it for us, guys. Um, as always, do not forget to like and rate and subscribe to the podcast wherever you get your podcasts and follow us on social media. We're on Wednesdays. We're at we're at on Wednesdays pod on all social media platforms. Pretty much. I think we're on everything pretty much at this point. We're on all everything. Much. Yeah. Yeah, we're on everything. Enough of everything. The, yeah. the local, so the resident social media girl had to double check. <laughs> yep. There we go. Yeah. yeah. See, We're on everything. On that. Yeah. So give us a, give us a follow and a like on those, you know, all that good stuff. That'll be in the description below. But yeah, as always, guys, thank you so much. And we'll see you guys next week for another episode of On Wednesdays, We Watch One Tree Hill. Bye. Bye. Bye.